Is guacamole a fruit salad? What is the best milkshake for bringing boys to the yard? Ostriches are dinosaurs. Don't piss off old people. New game. What do you mean it gives you Arby's mouth? Artisanal muck duck balls. I think they call that auto fellatio. I want to high five a shark. Welcome to Bar Banter. Relax, have a drink with us as we debate the most controversial topics in the world today. On today's podcast, we create a new Disney princess or prince. We determine what is the best Nintendo 64 game that's not a Mario game. And lastly, the world, the earth is under attack. What three athletes would be best? To help defend the planet. But first, oh. we have a guest tonight, Jeff Jones of the Jeff Jones Makes It Better podcast. How are you doing? Tell me tell me what you're drinking and uh, tell us a little bit about your podcast. Hi, Travis. Hi, guys. So I am currently on a vodka with a nip of Coke. Uh, so Jeff James and friends make it better. Uh, essentially, I have a new guest on every week or two weeks. Uh, Travis, you've been uh, you've been what? on what? What? I know crossover because crossover since Endgame. Damn straight. Where people come on and they talk about life's little annoyances, whether it's missing socks, shyness, the inability for people just to talk and sort out their issues to marvel movies but the only problem is they have to make it better at the end of it so they can come on moan all you like but you've got to have a way at the end to make it better it's a bit of catharticism we everyone likes to moan but no one ever really wants to make anything better and that's what it's all about amen i would like to know drew what are you drinking i'm taking it back to a little bit of my roots it's a topo, topo chico seltzer do you know uh, what? This... I could have bet $20 nice. that you were going to say seltzer. Actually, nice. from listening to this yeah. podcast, I mean, it was going to be a seltzer. Um, we're all pretty much creatures of habits, um, unless it's a special occasion. Yeah, I got a little mixed pack, and I'm making my way through it. Uh, Richard, what are you drinking? As you mentioned, we're all a creature of habits, so I'm continuing my Long Island iced tea adventure. Ben, what are you drinking over there? I am drinking... A lovely little present left over in my fridge from one Drew Mullis, uh, hey. a little Gate, Gate City Copperhead. I've got four left, and I plan to crush them all during this podcast. Hell yeah. Travis, what are you drinking tonight? I, I went to the Mexican tonight and had a margarita, so I figured I'm just hey. going to make a bunch of margaritas. A pitcher <laughs> of margarita. Well done. <laughs> nice. And it may or may not have the uh, citrus monster in it, too, to give me a little extra boost, because why not 2023? That's right. Why not? Why not? That's a a throwback. I get the reference. There you go. Jeff, you don't have to do the accent anymore. We get it. (laughs) (laughs) You don't have to convince us. Uh, I I was thinking about, you know, because seeing as I'm on with um chad brad and tad and travis that i could just go all that american (laughs) nice i love it i mean that's pretty accurate at the end of the day you're gonna hate me by the end of this just i doubt it unlikely probably gonna love you even more (laughs) 
Jenny you think you're the best man in our next wedding. You know. <laughs> Definitely at least getting an invite. That's right. Speaking of royalty. There you go. Oh, don't don't take don't take my segues. Traps the space. Don't do that. In the same way that I'm sabotaging the intros, Rick is going to start sabotaging the segue. Ben's already tried that. I stopped. He started yelling at me. No, no, don't stop. <laughs> Trying to guess when he does the yeah, intro. And we've all got to take I had this whole thing planned forever. about how my drink would have tasted better with Crown. And speaking no. of Crowns, we're going to create a new Disney. It. It's so bad, but I need this. It's it's the only reason why I do this, guys. <laughs> I need this. <laughs> in the middle of the podcast, he's like, "Is that where?" I'll, I'll be right back, guys. And then all of a sudden, you just see me stab Rick in the back of the head. Um, guys, Disney princesses and or prince. Let's come up with our own Disney prince princess, and we pick what's going to be the next one. Jeff, I think you said you wanted to go first on this one. I, <laughs> well, I do, I think because I was given a brief and I stuck to the brief and everyone else just seems to have gone complete maverick on it. Yep. Um, hashtag but, it's a good movie. Uh, hashtag America. Hashtag <laughs> do what you want. Right. So I've got Princess Jeffrina of Hogland. Okay. And so to give you a kind of a picture of what Jeffrina looks like, it's kind of tall, but not too tall. Slightly overweight, certainly more than you would. You kind of like if if you imagine someone, a, a Disney princess who's about like six months pregnant, like they've got that little bit of bulge on them. Uh, but that's not because they're pregnant, because they're a prof- like a professional competitive eater. Mm. Yes. So they go eat the hot dogs, all the all the kind of the big competitive foods, the man versus food kind of situation. Overly sarcastic, probably drinks too much. Loves just laying on sofas, but not like the Sleeping Beauty, like laying down where they just sleep for hundred years, just like can't be bothered. Right, so just 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 lays down. Um, and hairier than you'd expect <laughs> for a princess, <laughs> but everyone's okay with it. Everyone's yeah. okay with it. You know, it's like, tamed. It's it's groomed. It's like do you know what? It's you, and we're okay with it. Yep. And I, I feel like it's very twenty twenty three. It's all inclusive and you know what it's 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 someone who whose name's jeffrina so they don't really stand a chance anyway it just dawned on me where where the name came from and i appreciate it (laughs) (laughs) nice thank you for catching up yeah sorry i'm behind oh (laughs) on my internet explorer Uh, can i hop on after that one yeah yeah go for it so uh in the spirit of what we got going on here um i think that I, I kind of picked self-admittedly, I struggled with this topic originally. And then I've decided instead of for the lulls, um, I'm going for the groans. And again, I went with a movie that I wanted to see. And so I was thinking about Wreck-It Ralph, you know, how it was like the video games and they brought on all like the video game characters in it to fully let you appreciate what I'm going for here. I'm going to read you. Uh, an opening paragraph here of uh, the movie that I envisioned. So there once was a kingdom that had a white castle. And the castle was ruled by the Burger King and his wife, Queen of Derry. And in the highest tower, just below the Taco Bell, lived a forgotten girl 
Wendy. And Wendy, <laughs> often overlooked by the king and queen of the castle, spends most nights gazing out the window at Crystal, the largest star in the sky. Her favorite item was the enchanted jack-in-the-box that was left to her by her auntie Anne. The few times Wendy was able to go in and out of the castle, she ventured down to the Boston market and sought out Papa John, who heard tell her stories of the little Caesars that lived in the hills. And to gain control of the Caesars, one would have to venture to Pizza Hut and defeat the Einstein brothers in a game of dominoes. And Wendy, seeking a better life, goes on a quest to rally the little Caesars and gain other companions in return to take the White Castle for herself. So essentially, I want a Disney movie that's nothing of fast food references, and I want it packed the entire time. Go. Pack like a sack. Yes, a sack like full. A, like a sack full. Nice. Yes. That's all I want. Good job, if you can, If you can so, count how many fast food references were included, bonus points to you. But that's what I want. I want the fast food princess documentary. Just and, a taco 12 pack of... I love that. That, that was... That was beautiful. That's I inspired. I'm in, instantly envisioning some kind of Cheech and Chong yes. female version where a couple of stoner chicks are just going around. I, I love it. I'll jump out there. So I, I too went Rick's route and I went maybe a little bit more serious than than for the lols. And I started thinking and, and some of you may have seen this meme or whatever on the internet, but Pixar, Disney follows a very kind of similar format. It's the what if toys had emotions? What if cars had emotions? What if video games had emotions? What if emotions had emotions? I asked the question, what if art had emotions? What what hasn't Disney done? Okay. Right? What, what, what can I... Uh, Jeff is broken right now. But what if art or 2D objects had emotions and so i came up with princess doodle a emoji movie ah close princess. but not really that's not a princess movie uh, and that's Potter. just uh actually yeah, I, a right princess in... but that's not disney so uh, okay Fair right enough. yeah so my new princess is princess doodle a she's a she's the first stick figure princess drawn by margaret when she was like six She's sassy, she's arrogant, but very naive. She has ruled over her art notebook realm for years, but she's become bored with her simply drawn kingdom and struggles to find a way to explore the new world or the real world. When Margaret is searching for something and, and she's rummaging through her old things, she knocks over her, her notebook, allowing Princess Doodle to escape. But very quickly, she realizes being a 2D object in a 3D world is terrifying. So she jumps into the first 2D thing that she sees. And it happens to be a poster of a boy band. And so she gets to live out an experience of being with a boy band. Then she jumps into a romance novel and the picture's there. Tell me and so why. she actually can jump from thank you. She can jump from 2D thing to 2D thing, gaining all of these life experiences, and eventually she'll end up getting trapped in an MC Escher painting where she'll run up one staircase and be at the bottom of another and just going round and round and round and round and round and round forever. I haven't figured out how she gets out of this painting yet, but eventually she gets out it's up to her and uh, she that's the journey returns to her notebook 
and and rules her kingdom with a lot more humbleness and 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 is complete I'd at watch that, that point. Travis, I got this for you. She finds a painting with a set of paints and paintbrushes in it. Mm. And then she can actually literally paint herself out of doors, out of the painting. Yeah, we got this. We got a we got a full Disney movie. Yeah. 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 The Mona Lisa follows her around, giving her giving her guidance. Yes, that that's her godmother, yes, the fairy godmother, <laughs> Mona Lisa. <laughs> we have a movie. Pitch it, Ben. Go. All right. So this is funny. Uh, so Rick, I also kind of went a food yes. route, but you guys are missing something that is prevalent in almost every Disney movie that's out there right now, and. Honestly, it's the hidden sexual innuendos that are in almost every Disney movie. So okay. I, I built a funny story up of food with a little bit of fun thrown in there for the adult humor. Because let's be honest, Disney movies are both now for kids and adults. So here's my story. It's not very long. We've got uh, Princess Plain Muffin, born of Mama Cinnabon and Daddy Donut. Very boring, very nothing special in the world of breakfast. Nobody wanted her muffin nobody and she was just shunned nobody wanted to be around her she meets prince pop tart of frostberry gets married they consummate their marriage he shares his frosting all over her all all the time and then they end up having a dozen mini frosted muffin kids the end there's your sexual innuendo there's your fun princess plain muffin Ben, I'm gonna send you a link on the porno that you just described. <laughs> <laughs> what is that rule fifty two? Damn, what I is, didn't what, do that. Sir. Ben, I I think <laughs> you you're a little too obvious though, in terms of Randy Marsh and the woman in white. You know, you can't be that obvious. You know, or they're gonna figure out what you're doing. That's... Okay, that's a good point. Well, you know what? Um, let me work on my story and make it a little less obvious. That's I, I think I can. Work I mean, on you, that, right? I like where you're at. You're right. But there's definitely those innuendos there. But I feel like shares his frosting is just a little bit too on the nose. And I'm using that as an actual pun. It's behind the curtain. Right. (laughs) Drew, you're up. Mine is not as uh, fleshed out as y'all's, but I do have a beginning for it. So I was thinking about real life people and I started to go through the list of like, Disney characters, you know, their father is always like the, you know, either a big scary person or a big or jovial dead. person or dead um, or that like they're they're this larger than life figure that they either have to live up to or they put constrictions on them. So I'm thinking about real life individuals who have the potential to become Disney stars or Disney princesses. And I'm going with Jasmine Johnson. Dwayne The Rock Johnson's daughter. If you follow him on okay. Instagram, their stories together are the most adorable thing in the entire world. Dwayne Johnson is a powerhouse in so many fields. Great marketer uh, of himself was uh, in Moana as an actual like male lead. She, as an individual, has so much to live up to that she fits that princess trope very well. Of you know either having 
the like the world is her oyster and she can do anything and everything she wants with her life but is she really happy and she's only seven right now so it's one of those like she can grow into whatever kind of story she wants to and that's about everything i've got fleshed out for it so far and that's incredibly deep drew for this platform but also what's interesting is i was going to point out that for at least two of these scenarios the rock probably could have been one of the main characters in those stories because he's in everything at the moment. That's true. So, so it is this this kind of synergy of everyone's stories combined just to to break through the Rock's daughter. Wait, wait, yeah, run that back for me. That's it. I'm I'm, I'm talking about a whole bar banter universe of everyone's included in the same thing just to to highlight the Rock's daughter. We have our own multiverse. I'm here for okay. It. That's it. The bar banter. I'm okay multiverse. with the, I'm, down. I'm okay with the multiverse part. Since we're all above or older than 30, I can't say that we're all trying to highlight the rock seven year old daughter. <laughs> I can't do but it. I can't do it. Have you, have you looked the rocks at the rocks? No, 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 we're not saying that. Yeah, she's probably adorable. But if five, four to five grown men are creating a multiverse to only highlight a seven year old girl, that's not okay. It, it's the, the rock, the rocky verse. The Rocky verse. The Rocky verse. Yeah. The, the Rocky rock verse is, already exists. With, the Rocky. With the, is, <laughs> no, not the Stallone. Not the rubbish one. The, the one with the Rock in it. Every, the Rock is in everything with either Kevin Hart or the other guy. That's just what happens. And now what we're saying is the next generation, or what Drew saying, the next generation of like like what the MCU is going through at the moment of bringing through the youngsters. It's the Rock's oh, daughter. So it's a real that's like interesting MCU. Yeah, and oh, we're gonna yeah. have Owen Wilson's child if it's, he has one. We're gonna have it's phase Sandra two. Kid. Phase I two, like that. exactly. Yeah, because that is you're right. That started big time, but like Miss Marvel and Haley Steinfeld playing Hawkeye and everything. That this phase yeah. two has started with all these younger ones kind of moving into. It's time for the kids to come through. Jennifer Aniston said there's no um, film movie stars anymore like there used to be. Well, now it's the now is the time. The Rock's daughter. All, all the celebs that we know, all the stars that we know right now, it's their time. So it starts with The Rock's daughter. I think what we can all agree on, though, is when the aliens come, The Rock is present. I think we can all agree that he is one of the three. Mm. Agreed. <laughs> we haven't got... That is oh, yeah. I'm, Don't, I'm, you're not even good at segues. <laughs> like, I'm bad at segues. You're just like... You're just like not good. Okay? Don't... <laughs> I don't remember what topic's next. Maybe it was I, I, told, I told you. Not that some, one. At some point, Travis was going to start getting pissy. It's, it's happening yeah, already. Know. It's happening <laughs> That's We're the egging, trick. Egging him on at this point. He'll make a mistake. Guys, guys, guys. <laughs> we, we all pitched a Disney prince or princess, whatever it was. What's going we, to be the next one? Right, doesn't necessarily have to be the best. Which one? Which one do we want to see come to life? What's What's the next Disney movie out of all of those princesses? What's next? Honestly, Travis, I feel like yours is the best. It's the most fleshed out. Where I could I could legitimately see that being a movie of like being the princess is trapped in a painting and you know has to find her way out and whatever. So I I would cast my vote for that one because I I think uh, we did a lot of this for the lols. But if I if I'm actually looking at that and somebody put that script in front of me fleshed out, 
I'm here for I'm here for that. Yeah, that was actually it was interesting, Travis. You actually put some some real thought into actually creating something that could actually happen. So I would actually, you know, I would I would be fine with jumping my inappropriate pastry camp to uh to jump on Travis's. I'm in agreement. It doesn't matter, it Jeff. They already picked me. Because, because <laughs> well, I want to say because it because it fits so, the, the Disney trope. Yes, Travis, yep. yours is, but because I'm hypnotized by Drew, he gets my official vote. Nice. Who isn't? Who isn't hypnotized by Drew? By the way, what are you doing later, later Jeff? <laughs> <laughs> Probably passing out in a hold of my own vomit. If I'm honest, hey, wouldn't be the first time. Like I do any other night. All right, so we've we've crowned a new princess, but can we crown the best non Mario N64 game? Before we get into this, I just want to say there are some games like going through and researching this, like that I completely forgot about that were so, oh, so much fun to play. And as I alluded yep. to, I don't know what's going to make it on our recording, but as I alluded to, forever got here, like it was hard for me to separate. The fanboy, like which ones that I just enjoy playing, versus like what is truly the best non Mario sixty four. Thank game. you. And that was it. Was a tough line for me to walk. So I'm very curious to see where this conversation goes. All right. So I I kind of did some research over the last couple of days. I I played about a dozen sixty four games just to you know kind of get back into it. You know, get used to the graphics again, stuff like that. And you know, I've got my favorites that I grew up with. But I, I really settled on three, okay. and I'm gonna p- I'm gonna pick a favorite, and then we can talk about the other ones later. But as far as holds up, you know, over time, I'm 35 right now. This was a game I played when I was 10. It was fun then. It's still fun now. You know, this is a game that I feel like when I've got friends over, we still play, and you know, even as adults. So. I this had to be a non Mario game, and I am gonna argue certain games later are and Do are it. not Mario games. But I had to go with a game that is so much fun because it is so ridiculously terribly made, and it's Blitz Two Thousand. So whenever we get together, we play Blitz Two Thousand. You 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 run, you destroy the other guys. You put up a ton of points. You get to pick your teams. And the the best part of it is at the end of every play, you get to run around and find the other players on the field and just completely crash and destroy them. I guess before anybody else goes, I liked NFL Blitz. So I have, let's see, one, two, three, four, five. I have like 15 games I have written down. NFL Blitz is one of them. But to me, it would again, it's something I say a lot. It's got to be... I'm a big fan of standing alone and I get what you're saying. I love NFL blitz. It's a lot of fun, but if we're really boiling it down to it, I mean, I get it. You can, after the play's over, you can knock people out, which is fun, but is it really that different than like Madden or anything? Like it's a sports game. It's kind of what I'm getting at. And I get it that you can use that against me if we pick future games, but that was the reason why I didn't pick NFL blitz as the best one i it was a lot of fun just to roll out some of my honorable mentions like like battle tanks was a game that i personally loved and played a lot but i wouldn't say it was quote the best in 64 game do you like i tanks? do i like tanks a lot 
Okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> unaware. I also really enjoyed uh, Winback Covert Ops. It was like a third person shooter kind of game. Lots of fun. I also enjoyed Gauntlet Legends, which was kind of like, and I don't know when Diablo was made, but same idea where everyone picked a type of character and you kind of Diabloed your way around the game. Yeah. A lot of fun. Again, I wouldn't call it, uh, call it the best. Conker's Bad Fur Day was a lot of fun. But for me, great game. But for me, where I'm gonna go best, and Zelda's on my list. But I, I'm gonna. It's a boring answer, but I think it's a true answer. I'm gonna say Goldeneye is the best non Mario N64 game, just because. I know it's gonna be part of the conversation in the future, but it it kind of laid the groundworks for those type of shooter games. Um, and I think it was kind of a where you have, you know, the open world versus, you know, first-person shooter games. I think that one, if not the best, it makes the podium in the top three. And so that's going to be the one that I select. It definitely holds up still. Um, I mean, we, we bust it out every once in a while. And, and yeah, that was definitely on my list of top three, Rick. And then in games similar to it that came after, like Perfect Dark. Perfect Dark I mean, was on my I list. Getting, yes. I remember getting Perfect Dark and then playing it. It was fun. And then I went back to Goldeneye. So I, I can appreciate that Goldeneye a little bit better. So I think Gold, Goldeneye's across platforms is ev- historically everyone's favorite game at one point in time. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like it's it, it just set a precedent for that kind of genre of, of game. I mean, I, I must admit, so I think I'm a little bit older than you guys. And I, so I stopped gaming probably just before. Pac-Man? Or, or whilst, <laughs> oh, whilst, dude. whilst, oh. dude, whilst, Ouch. whilst the N64, so I, I didn't have an N64. So I lost my love of gaming because I chose to get a Sega Saturn instead of a PS2. Nice. And that was the biggest mistake in the history of game mistakes and and it destroyed my love for anything uh digital in in that way but looking at n64 games and i i know you you guys have all gone for what is class yeah the the best game for n64 but i've gone on purely emotion and i'm looking at bomberman nice so i don't i don't care if Bomberman 64 is the worst version of Bomberman, Bomberman is the best game. Uh, if you just want to pick up a controller and play with yourself or f- three other friends and just complete annihilation, some fun, it's high impact, it's a bit crazy. It's just, it's just mad fun and it's simple and I mean, the the biggest issue with gaming these days is there's so much to do. Just pick up a controller and yep. try and blow yep. someone up on a, a 2D board and just go for it. Like I say, the N64 version may be completely different, but Bomberman as a, as a franchise in itself is completely underrated. And for me, it's one of the most enjoyable games that you can just pick up, play, get on with there's a winners there's losers you haven't got to worry about metrics or anything else there's nothing you don't have to worry about what gun you've got you just blow something up and kill someone else and essentially 
that's all we want. I like it. That's that's my argument. I I thoroughly enjoy that pick. Not my pick, but like that's that is not one I had thought about. It's, but that is that's the kind of when I think of N N sixty four games, I still want that. Let me pick up a controller and blow something up. Right. Right. Yeah. That's I, that's what I think of when I think of N sixty four. A little like, bit. Is and I, 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 I tell you, what, my biggest argument is, if you're going to pick up a Goldeneye, or you're going to pick up another other games, you need you know how much time you need to play them. So you're like, right, I'm going to play Goldeneye. I'm going to play Tony Hawk, which was nice. you know, two of my other picks. That's also a good, good game. So yeah. those were my two and three. Was was Goldeneye and Tony Hawk. But you know, you need to invest time. If you are sitting there and you're like, do you know what? I've got five minutes or I've got eight hours <laughs> or at any time I'm going to get interrupted. Just pick up something nice, easy that you can just go through the levels. You can go, you can play with friends. You can do it yourself. Just, just do it. And and that's my pick because it's just that kind of quintessential, easy playing, Bomberman, any platform, any console, any time. I would choose Bomb Man. I, I like what you said about the anytime, any place, anywhere, because I feel like to me, the best games are ones that you can just kind of pick up, maybe play for 20, 30 minutes and then put back down, which is why, Ben, I like the Blitz pick. I, I think that's a really good pick. The reason why I don't like it is because I could I can't play it one player almost. I, I can why but, not? There's a ton. There's a ton of side games. Those were always so much fun. Yeah, but like I, I it's it to me, Blitz is much more enjoyable with other people, right? <laughs> and I think sure. you need what the best game has to be good by itself and with others. It's got to have both, which is why I'm heavily leaning towards Goldeneye. But the one that takes it for me because it does have, I think, the best single player playthrough. And it has a multiplayer component to it is going to be Star Fox. It's it's the one game I can plug in. I Jeff, to your point, in theory, yeah, I, to beat the game, I need like 45 minutes to an hour or so. But I can get through two levels, be happy and turn it off. I've blown enough shit up. I've, I'm flying in an airplane. I've got the double lasers. I'm, I'm doing the barrel roll. I've I've. I've satisfied my craving to blow stuff up and, and fly this plane. And it is one of those playthrough games where you're just going, right? I don't have to necessarily think about what I'm doing. I'm just going through and playing. And again, if I do have other people over, if there is, I can have a multiplayer type environment where we shoot each other. So I'm going Star Fox 64 as my right. pick. I, I, I want to make a point that instantly disregards yours, I'm afraid, Travis. You could try. Is so if you are in a situation where you say you have so everyone on this point. So now there is six of us, right? You're all in the same place, and so everyone's in the same place, and you're all playing a game. So I don't know whatever football nonsense Drew spoke about. You're all playing that game. You get knocked out, or you're dead. Whatever it is, it's a it's a platform game, and then you have. A player who is out of that game, right? Mm -hmm. You're going to pick up a game, which you can play nice and quick and simple. You have two players. 
that are out of that. So you're doing a tournament. They're, they're out. You're going to have two players who just now want to play something nice and clean, simple because they're waiting for the next game. Three players, four players. You're not going to go with that star. Thing. You, you mentioned it on pretty much every other podcast. Um, you're going to go for some like Bomberman, which you can pick up, play, and then as soon as it's time for you to go for the, the generic version of or the generic game everyone else is playing, you go back into that. Bomberman should be everyone's first choice as an alternative to a big event game. And that's well, what so makes it the you, best you, you, I feel like you just outed yeah, yourself I argue a little bit because it's it's no. you just said, here's the big event game. And here's the game I'm going to play on the side while I'm waiting for the game I actually want but, to play. Because only because everyone else thinks they're cool by playing the big event game. No. Be good at it. <laughs> yeah, which <laughs> that's no, no, no. See, see, I'm playing for the underdog, Travis. That's what I'm doing. I'm playing Don't, for the underdog. What I'm understanding this is, is America. Jeff, is it fair to say convenience factor? Is that is that fair to, is that fair to say? Convenience. And and the reason yes. why I'm going to argue against it is because well, don't, don't, <laughs> no one just don't, don't yeah, argue is because <laughs> if i'm going convenience factor like if i need like a quick fix like i'm going and i wish i could remember the game i'm going solitaire i'm going the computer game where i use the the mouse to, well, i'm go, using the mouse to trap the cats and turn to cheese or i'm going to addicting yeah. games like if i'm going convenience that's where i'm going but if i'm playing in 64 I have at least a, you know, 30 minute, you know, whatever window kind of thing. Or even if I don't, like, I'm, I'm expecting that, like, I'm not going to turn it on and play a, you know, five second. I don't know. I, I don't remember how long Barman takes. Don't at me with that. But that's my only counter with that. I get it. And I appreciate it. But if we're saying the convenience factor factors into it, then can it be the best? It just because it's convenient. Like I can enjoy playing Gauntlet of Legends and get three minutes into it and not beat a level, but I still enjoyed, you know, killing people. That's my. But thought. you but you can play thirty minutes of Bomberman defeat right. X amount of levels and have that enjoyment factor, and you can also play with friends. But I I am happy. I want to make it out. I'm happy to concede. Sure. That it's not going to be a popular choice or or, or the most popular choice because I'm not a, an N64 or wasn't an N64 guy, so um, I'll probably just go with Drew because of his voice. I love it, but Drew, Drew, you need yeah, to go. Drew, you got to pick something. Oh, okay. I mean, you but you, you, you can <laughs> you can fuck up now, Drew. I'm not gonna lie. I'm ready for it. Before I get to my pick, which we all know what it's going to be, and if you don't, you haven't listened to the podcast because I've gone on diatribes about it before. 64 was the first console and like marriage between the arcade yes. and the single player games that right. had length and depth and story driven. I'm obviously I'm not choosing a game that has multiplayer. I do love those games. And since we're going non Mario, uh, you know, we could mention games like Mario Kart and smash bros that have that multiplayer aspect, which I think kind of fills that void of like, you know, we're waiting for the main event, but yeah, we just rotate out. Somebody dies, you rotate out. If somebody loses, you rotate out. That's uh, kind of the the yeah. the fun of being together and playing a 64 game. But, and I will keep this very short, Ocarina of Time. 
the best game ever made in the history of all games, mostly because of when it came out and what it brought to the table. There were some other first player story driven games in that timeline, but being a successor to other Zelda games and bringing the first kind of 3D um, realm to it, you had storyline, you had mini games, you had first person shooter parts of it you had mounts that you could get on you could completely ignore all of that and just go hunt for golden spiders there were side quests for me personally it it brought a lot of replayability because you could do things out of in different orders even though you're going for the same goal and you could even you could beat the game without doing everything but then you could go do everything get the master sword and that that kind of stuff and make the experience like the experience had more to offer than just the basic i'm going to beat this game as quickly as possible and i i know it's not one of those games you can like put down and pick up as much because there's a lot of puzzles and things that you have to solve and they take a long time fuck the water temple uh but just overall for me and i like i've played it recently within the last three years i've played ocarina i was expecting that time frame to be shorter it's amazing three years but that's Uh, just because i don't have a 64 Ah, and i okay i got you last time on my computer and it was a whole big deal rick it took a long time to figure out it is a it's a personal choice for me i i and uh, some of the other games that you can put on that list would be like Donkey Kong 64, Perfect Dark, the really story-driven games where you have multiple ways of beating it. Those are up there too for me, but I personally love the that single-player story-driven yep. quest. So here's where like the, the console comes into it. I didn't feel like N64 was the best at racing games. Oh, like, no. Ob- obviously, Mario Kart has a special place for us as a group. But if you go no, to you're like right. PlayStation, right, much better, at, much better at developing. Yeah. Rick, what was the one we played all the time with the the tag um, on um, uh, PlayStation Two? Need for Speed? No, no. Oh my god, I'm off the toilets. We played a lot I, of Need for Speed on PlayStation. I remember that. <laughs> We would play the tag all the time where you had to like, t- you had to go. It was like basically capture the flag in cars. Yeah. Um, but oh the, I, I felt like that, like racing games in general have just been done better by other consoles and other NPC um, contributors than ever. And there were some, there were some okay ones, but I felt like first person, uh, first person shooters and then like sports games did much better on N64 than other, other types of games. Drew, I like the way you phrased it. You said the N64 was like the the combo of like story and arcade or however you, you phrased it. I think that is a good way to describe what should be, you know, the best like the best 64 game. Star Fox. Not Star Fox. Trap. Okay. I'm, it's, I'm gonna... it's literally right. an arcade We're game. It's too story. repetitive for me. All right. So just, so just every to make this a little game. bit easier, I'm going to go with my runner-up because obviously Blitz was a personal choice. I'm a huge football junkie. My runner-up was GoldenEye. I'm jumping on that camp because I can still play GoldenEye to this day and freaking love it. Um, and I, I appreciate that my pick was a little bit of a homer pick. So I'm jumping camp, going to GoldenEye because the game is timeless, amazing, first shooter, 
still get excited when you do all weapons and you pick up that golden PP7 and you get that headshot. So, so I'm typically not a fan of sitting on the fence, but I I may do that in this case. Um, don't but, don't. But Just because don't, I, don't do it. I Rick, Travis, don't. I like Star Fox, but I don't love it for the best game. And I but get so, but you literally said it's it, it, the best N64 game. You said this is the perfect blend of arcade and console, right? I did. That's yep, what I, I happened, said that. right? I said those so words. When when you think of arcade games, at least me, I'm thinking Centipede, I'm thinking Pac-Man, yeah, I'm Galaga, thinking Galaga, yeah, right? Yeah. The the very repetitive, progressively harder type games, but that to me is Star Fox in quote 3D with an actual story put behind it, which is sure. why, to your definition, it fits perfectly. It does. I'm not arguing that. I just. So, so then, why isn't it the best? Well, I, because I, I'm me, arguing the, that I don't think it fits perfectly. I don't think. I, it fits I'll say it makes the podium, but I don't think it's the best. Go, Jeff. I'm gonna say that. So uh, again, I'm coming from a non-64 guy. So um, Goldeneye is my second pick anyway, because everyone knows Goldeneye is just an amazing game. So that, I think we all can my... agree Goldeneye is the second pick. That's fine. Yeah, it, it's, <laughs> it's fine. Um, Star Fox is it? Um, so Travis, you just said when people think of Pac-Man and all these other games, I. Most people would choose 20 other games that they can remember before they get to Star Fox. If they're talking about games in general, not just in 64 games, just sure. games in general. And I mean, I've personally never heard of it, but I'm not an N64 guy, and that's mm -hmm. the, 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 obviously the topic of this. But if you are saying about games that are memorable, if, if everyone's got their favorite game, but Goldeneye, if it's not their first favorite, it's their second favorite. Yeah. Generally. And that's got to make it because a lot of people will vote for their first favorite based on emotion and rhetoric and nostalgia, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And then they'll go say, but yeah, Goldeneye. That's actually, a really good point, Jeff. You no. Know? That's so, a great point. Goldeneye gets my vote. If we were doing superlatives, if we we're doing superlatives, I had Goldeneye as my best multiplayer game for sure. Like, well, what, what was your second pick, Travis? Overall. Goldeneye. Goldeneye. Point proven. Point proven. <laughs> to me, Star Fox makes the list, but it, it's not the best. Because the best, to me, has to incorporate both the first, not the first person, the story and the multiplayer that is the one argument i'm okay making goldeneye the one is because star fox takes it in terms of the story first player yes. mode but goldeneye's multiplayer is so much better than pretty much i don't want to say every multiplayer out there but like a large majority. Yeah, it's consistently above everything. So I would say if if Goldeneye makes it as number one, I'm okay with that. I, just, I, I, had, I had to make my argument. Jeff was so mad. Jeff was so mad at this. He just left. He just stormed off. He left. 
All right, so so gold knight is. I'm okay with Great. it. Let's do Great. it. That's that's fine. Yeah, I'm gonna go to the bar and get a drink. Go to the go to the bar. Same. Today's episode is brought to you by Rocket Guitar Repair. Is your guitar beat up, dented, or is there dirt from the 70s still under the controls? Well, you're in luck. At Rocket Guitar Repair, Ray works on everything from acoustic and electric guitars to bass guitars, banjos, mandolins. If it has strings, Ray can fix it. With over 50 years playing, repairing, and building guitars, Rocket Guitar Repair can get your guitar repaired rocket quick. Call Rocket Guitar Repair at 678-400-3062 or visit rocketguitarrepair.com. Guys, the Earth is under attack. Aliens are are here. They're they're threatening our our livelihoods, our way of life, and we need to pick three athletes to help stop the alien invasion in whatever capacity that may be. Who has so so we can we can go around Robin like we normally do and, and, and share our three athletes, but I think at the end of the day we pick the top three athletes that are going to uh we'll we'll come we'll combine them all to pick the top three. I would like to go first if if uh if that's all right. Um, it's not first, Travis. It is it's not. It's it is. not all right. Like, it is all right. I'd also, like yeah, to go I'll, first. I would like. No, it doesn't matter. I'm already going first. Can I just? Can I jump first. out there? And no, no, you can't. I've already jumped. Travis, you can't can jump speak? out there because uh, I'm already mid jump. I'm, I'm already guest, halfway down. So can I? Can I? Travis is going. No, I'm already halfway down. No, no, no D and D rules. No, Drew. So my first Rick, the first one. And should be on everyone's list because they have experience. Is Michael Jordan? Ah, oh, so predictable, right? <laughs> I I wanted to get that one out of the way. Every, Why? Because he has experience with dealing with alien invasions. He's the oh, only athlete that does. So are we saying end. LeBron James? Is- yeah, no, I was gonna no, that wasn't a documentary. Um, <laughs> also terrible. LeBron James Space Jam was, was the worst film that's ever been good. made. It doesn't exist. It was not it's, good. It's, it's, it's the worst. So Crystal Skull or the first. Don't, uh, so Hulk, I needed. Hulk movie. I didn't come up with the movie. It, I just uh, asked the question. No, you're right. You're, the the, the, the LeBron needed... James version is the Star Fox of Space Jam. You shut your whore mouth. <laughs> you shut your whore mouth. Oh, uh, you just turned yourself a permanent spot on the podcast. Uh, <laughs> he's he's got to be on at one thirty every Wednesday, though. That's the problem. He's asked to gonna, take off Thursdays. Just take we're off Thursdays. We're gonna put day. you in charge of segways. No, no. All right, so I've got my my liaison. I've got my my subject matter expert in Michael Jordan. I need mm. someone intimidating. I need someone to show these aliens that we're not just a bunch of like average weak people so i'm going i need the mountain give me the mountain give me halfor bjornsson the mountains the, the power lifter yeah the, the six seven thousand yeah. pounds the the most intimidating person i can think of and then i need 
someone who's actually because my thought is these people are not necessarily going to lead an army, right? They're they're they're. I'm going to put these people at a table. I need a, a trio of people who well, the will mountain's sit not going to do that. He's an intimidating character. He's going to stand in the back, right? He's going to be like oh, intimidate him. I need who, who's going to be at the table negotiating with these aliens, and I needed someone who only knows winning. That's all they do. And someone who stays super calm under pressure, including the day after they win the national title and they're still drunk on an interview on TV. Give me Stetson Bennett. Oh, my God. No, I'm kidding. It's not Stetson Bennett. I don't know. I, I do for as a we Georgia fan. Athletes. Yeah, the best athlete, the most winningest athlete. I I need one of the most charismatic winningest person's ever someone who can call an audible or two i i i don't it's, uh, give me peyton manning i want peyton manning at the table doing the negotiations being that person to represent the world mm. to the aliens and it's just going to be like this is what's up two two of those are incredibly obvious and yep. one of them is a star choice but also on your based on your own thing of you know needing people to be at the the table discussing, you've got the mountain behind you. That's an intimidating factor. So yep, uh, I don't, well, I don't know. Maybe it's my non-Americanized thinking that if you're going looking for peace, you have the obvious act of war behind you. It's it's kind of like saying, I, hey, yeah, it needs no, to be. It needs to be a hey. It's, we're, we're, it's not his, a surrender. His Mario. But behind is Donkey Kong. Like, the, yeah, yeah, that, that's a great point because because no, it's not a great on. point. No, 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 it is. Want, it is because to, no, because you're it saying is, it's it, it's not a surrender no. meeting, right? It's not a I'm throwing it's the an encounter. I I need to put my best self forward, and that best self has to have intelligent, it has to have strength, and it has to have experience, and that's what I've assembled. Let me let me hop out there. Let me let me try to attempt to bridge bridge the gap here, please, uh, or to to say mind the gap. Mind maybe. the gap. Thank you. Um, there you go. So I I like the idea. It's it's about diplomacy in this case. It's yes. not necessarily to fight to prevent destruction here. So I I have interesting balance, and as well as something I think Jeff might be able to at least identify with a few of these. And by a few of these, I mean one. So for the muscle uh, to take the, because Travis is right, you you need some sort of muscle in there. And um, I'm willing to be countered if we're saying they need to be currently living. But I'm going to say Andre the Giant is going to be one of mine. I'm okay with that pick. Because yeah. for anybody who's seen The Princess Bride, you know, he is in there and he takes it into a sporting approach. Second person, which is Dwayne The Rock Johnson also will be at the negotiating table with me uh but to to round it out and to really get uh jeff involved here you need the diplomat's diplomat you need the englishman's englishman and just by this person's name you think royalty so give me harry kane to round out my ensemble here the striker for the todd hotspur and as well as the english you know international team give me those three and I got the funniness, I got the seriousness slash the royalty aspect, and then I got the muscle. First pick, Lance Armstrong. 
Nice. The okay. second most obvious. Carry on. Cheater. We okay. need somebody with yeah, exactly. Uh, mm -hmm. We need somebody yeah, with staying power. You said with balls. With one ball. ball. Not balls. Ball. One ball can do what everybody else can and is willing to lie about using substances. He can't do what nobody else can. He can with substances. I exactly. need somebody who's willing exactly. to break the rules. I want somebody who's willing to do whatever it takes. And if that missing testicle throws you <laughs> off your balance and you need to take drugs to combat that and then lie about it for years to that person I want on my table. Drew, how 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 does he introduce himself to the aliens? Like what gives him the gravitas? The live strong bracelet. He gives them bracelets as they come to the table. They're, they're, you've, you've, you've got your people. He says, I'm Lance Armstrong, and give give his credentials. I'm only half a man. Uniball extraordinaire. So he's he's half alien at this point. <laughs> Uniball extraordinaire. That's... All right, so who, who you got after Lance? So I, too, had Dwayne uh, The Rock Johnson just because of the beautiful man that he is. I don't think we need to, to go much further on that one. And then last but not least, um, I'm going to go... Arnold Schwarzenegger. Nice. He's been in a position of power. He has the body of a god. Um, and he's multinational. So he can uh, really bridge that gap between, you know, alien relations and, and people bringing something new to the table, but still representing the, the world as a whole. So Drew, you've like essentially gone drug doping, steroids, steroids. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Okay. The aliens won't know. I don't. I don't think the drugs are a bad thing. In this, before we go on to the next ones, my my two backups were Wayne Gretzky. Because if we really do get into a fight, uh, I need somebody who can just you know hit the pucks at him. Um, and then Jose Canseco, because motherfucker's crazy, and we need somebody. He's like the Danny Trejo of uh, sports for me. Um, and he, we just need again also uh, Wayne Gretzky, not so much, but Jose Canseco, doper. So, so I'm going to throw my picks out there. I went kind of a offensive, defensive and leader strategy. You know, we got three people. So let's start with defense. I went to Kemba Mutombo, giant, huge, one of the best like defenders that. in NBA history. No, no, no. He's going to tell his aliens. No, no, no. You cannot shoot at me. You cannot attack my, my planet. And then for offense, I went. Fran Stelanoskovich Davidovinsky, the amazing dodgeball champion from Romanovia who played on the Globogen team, literally killed a guy with a dodgeball. Talk about your attack. Like, I I, I mean, nobody's going to go. And then third, I need my leader. Now, I want my leader to be smart. You know, I want my leader to be proven. Travis, you talked about Peyton Manning. Some other people talked about some other ones. I want... I want my leader to be able to convince anybody anything, whether it's true or not. So I went with an NFL player, the bearded one, Ryan Fitzpatrick, started for nine NFL teams, was only really good to start for maybe three, and he started for nine. He played one, two good games, and he was 17 years in the NFL as a rotating starter. Dude, 
not only did he earn the bearded one and did everybody love the fact that he was in the NFL for 17 years, but he was not a great player. Yeah, he still started for teams. He was able to convince these multi-billion dollar franchises that he deserved to start in the NFL. Trust me, he started for my team. I want him leading. Also an Ivy League grad. Ivy League grad. Um, Thank you. One yes. of like only 20. Yeah, he was actually on my list. I didn't mention yes. him, but yeah. Uh, Ivy the bearded League grad one. Like so, some of the highest scores on tests that you can have. Um, just a ridiculously smart. Ridiculously in, intelligent in, person. Those are my three. Rick, you have your hand up. I just want to clarify. So we're trying to impress the aliens with mediocrity is your pitch. No, I, he's my leader, man. He's the he's the negotiator. No, he's I heard what you said. Makes the smart decisions. I, I heard the words you said. I but my question is mediocrity remains. has nothing to do with you. Want to impress the aliens with our mediocrity? Rick, he's the one think, who can. I don't think the Ken Membatumbo standing behind me is mediocrity. Regardless, regardless no, of his single skill, eye, one person based off. He's the one, regardless of the skill, that can talk his way into or out of any situation. Whoever your last guy was, that I have no idea who it was. Essentially, <laughs> essentially, he's got a good agent. Right. Thank you. So, so you, it's want, not you want his person. agent. It's you want his, his agent. agent on your yes. team. Yes. Him. Right. Right. We agree with that. Agents right. don't make players play. They get them on teams, and the players make them play. Right, and he, but you agree he hasn't played. You said he's the journeyman. He so. did play. He started yeah. for nine teams. Not most, not most not than any. No, no, bullshit. Most okay, than any it. other NFL player in the entire history of the NFL. No other player on quarterback has ever started for nine teams ever. So Jeff, you don't know Ryan Fitzpatrick. That's fine. Any professional sport out there, if you don't have the skill, are you going to end up as a starter on a team? Say, say somebody. Yes, uh, yes, so you he, are. No, is, no is say he, somebody is, is goes he, down. Is he the number one pick starter? No, no, he's never. the second pick that happened but, to start because but he of was the second pick because of circumstances right. for a handful of teams. He's the golden eye of and. <laughs> Yes, love it. He's been waiting all night for that. That's great. Waiting, take that. I will take that. Uh, Brian Fitzpatrick is the golden eye of NFL. I love it. I will. I will not accept that. (laughs) Yeah. All right, Jeff. I I want to know your picks, Jeff. Go, Jeff. Yeah, come on, Jeff. See, I'm I'm happy to be torn apart because I have gone (laughs) against the grain of the U.S. the the U.S. contingent believe it or not. And I've gone for a diplomatic and quite passive. Such approach. a British take. It, it, it is. It's not all out war, Travis. <laughs> believe it or not. I heard I heard it's going to be a chess player. Not, not everything <laughs> needs to be my dad's bigger than your dad. So <clears throat> but, first pick. But he is. First pick, Usain Bolt. Nice. Nice. He's okay. got yeah. charm, charisma, They'll love his like arm thing that he does, if they have arms, obviously. He's universally loved, and he will sit with them, talk with them, and they they just they'll love him, right? They're just it's true. Who who name me one person on the planet that doesn't have some agenda who doesn't love Usain Bolt? Well, they're not on the planet, but I get your point. Right? Yeah. But he's universally loved generally. By, by people. Next up, Serena Williams. 
shows determination and drive so i'm I'm looking at this from a point of why the earth should be saved right serena williams overcomes adversity illness um if the aliens eat their siblings then they will respect her because her relationship with venus where she basically she destroyed Venus, yeah, exactly. So they've got yep. that relationship, that that kind of common her, ground, right? Her dad is Will Smith, <laughs> <laughs> and I right now I know this isn't within the rules, but I do have a flip up for my third choice. Go for it, uh, Dennis Rodman, because he's probably one of them. <laughs> <laughs> I had okay. Dennis Rodman. <laughs> I had Dennis Rodman. Rodman on my list because he's probably an alien. Because he's probably <laughs> one of them. Okay, so I've got Bolt, Williams, Rodman, and I'm I'm sorry, but that is a winning team when it comes to negotiations. I like it. When I was when I was looking at this originally, and I was thinking just like famous people in general, um, I had like Mark Zuckerberg and like people that are obviously lizard people. Yes. In human in human clothing, <laughs> love it. But not a lot of sports people came up, so I I had to uh, tank that idea. So, for podcast purposes and our listeners' purposes, the lists of of people, the athletes that we've put forward, we've got Michael Jordan, we've got Peyton Manning, and we've got Hafler Bjornsson from me. Jeff, you said Dennis Rodman, Hussein Bolt, and Serena Williams. Ben, you said. Matumbo, Franz, the guy from Dodgeball, because I can't pronounce the full name, and Ryan Fitzpatrick. The girl. Ricky said, girl, you're right. It was a girl. Thank you. Ricky said, Harry Kane, Dwayne Johnson, and Andre the Giant. Drew, you said, Dwayne, The Rock Johnson, Arnold Schwarzenegger, and Lance Armstrong. That is the recap of all of the people. That is the pool of 15, 14 people, whatever, that we have to choose from to pick the best three. Go. Give me Lance Armstrong, Dwayne, The Rock Johnson, and uh, Dennis Rodman. Those, that's fine. That's going to be my vote. That's mm. fine. I would second Rick on that and sub out Dennis Rodman for Usain Bolt. Okay. Just because I want someone a little more temperamental. Or not, more, more temperate, sorry. I don't like the Dwayne Johnson pick because I think I just think he's uh I don't I don't want to say he's a one trick pony but he's kind of like a one trick pony. Like I understand he, he was my diplomacy pick for me which is why I picked him. Like he was kind of the chameleon, he could be funny, but he could also be muscle, but I'm not opposed to him not being picked. That was just why like, I picked him. Like like if I'm picking muscle, I'm going back to my guy, the sure. mountain, right? Yeah. The 67 Yeah, can, I get it. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. he's all muscle and he's not Right, right. I, I'm just feeling. I guess I'm just filling that that sure. one role because I I don't think Dwayne's going to be at the table. I don't think Dwayne's going to be sure. I, I think the, of Dwayne he's is the, the muscle. funny, like you know, like tension diffuser slash could also. But I think you can get that from Rodman. You can, yeah, yeah, sure. Dwayne also has pallets of tequila. He can use <laughs> Molotovs. You're not wrong, but any of those people could. And I'm, if I had to pick my three, I would, I'm going to go with two of mine, but I, I like Rodman. I like half Thor and I, 
I don't know how we don't have Michael Jordan in there as the only one with uh, the only athlete with experience with aliens. As part of the documentary. Um, yes. Of Space Jam. But, but then Rodman also has experience. Right. So you, you don't need experience with, with aliens because Korea, Rodman right. isn't You're right. Alien. Okay. You're right. I hadn't thought of that. And, and that is, you're correct. All right. So. Of the fourteen, let's get rid of some of them. So yeah, can, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. So I, I, yeah, I, I know I'm going to abandon my camp. If I was going to pick one to keep, I'm going to pick Matumbo, but uh, as a defender. But I will gladly pick Andre the Giant to sub in in his place. I will pick Bolt for speed and charisma, and Rock as the overall offense with an extra little bit of charisma in there. So those are my three. And so, right, okay, so I so- feel like we've got the Rock locked in. <sighs> Based on the people in this uh, and just, the votes he's gotten, I just can I just say I there. just I just want to say I just want to say one thing, no. and you guys can hate me for this forever. Okay, overrated. I don't. I'm out. I I'm, don't I'm like sorry to hear rock. that. I'm sorry to hear that. As really much is. as everyone does, I think he's good. I don't think he's great, and I don't know why he keeps coming up in this podcast. Hang on, Travis. Can can you clarify? You're talking about the Rock right now. Yeah. Thank you. Yes. Good, not great. Here's where I'm at with The Rock. Not a great actor. Subpar at WWE. Amazing at being a Nothing. person who can manipulate the system and market himself as a brand. The Rock. The Rock is very good at being The Rock. Yes. Yeah. I'm okay I'm not, with that. I'm, like, I'm not mad at. I'm not mad at Dwayne. I just, it's like, it's boring. It's dumb. It's like, okay, fine. Put Dwayne in. Um, so Dwayne's in. Harry Kane's out. I think Lance Armstrong was out. Ryan, Franz, and Mat- I, I'd say Matumbo's a, probably, maybe, not really. Manning is out. Serena Williams, I think, is out. All right. So I got seven. I, I narrowed it down from 14 to seven, and we just got to pick three. We've got Andre the Giant, Dennis Rodman, Hussein Bolt, The Mountain, Michael Jordan, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, and Arnold Schwarzenegger. Right. Schwarzenegger, Giant, Rodman. Rick, go. I'm okay with Jeff's vote. I think I'm okay. Also, I'm, if I have to pick three, give me Rodman because we agree he's an alien. And I'm also convinced Schwarzenegger, probably also an alien. And give me Bolt. To round out my third, so you're not putting Dwayne the Rock Johnson in there. Uh, I am I am okay with not having him in there. Okay, I will switch my Dwayne. Nope, nope, you already Johnson voted vote to, to well, no, Bolt was my choice anyway. I didn't think anyone else was going to go for it. So yeah, I'm that's gonna... fine. You can switch it back. <laughs> I'm sticking it back in. Oh, I I don't. Oh, you didn't say Dwayne the Rock Johnson in your vote just now. I recorded it as Andre the Giant Rodman and Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh, get rid of Schwarzenegger then. He's a pretentious okay. prick. No, no, actually, no. Giant, uh, get rid of the giant. No, I've been drinking for this six hours. I, this is I really am, hard. I, am, I was I am, just about to go with Andre. I am deep in it. No, because Andre's giant to do anything. At least Schwarzenegger's and trying right, to be at Jeff, least some kind of. Jeff, so nice. Jeff, Jeff, right. get your shit. Jeff, get your shit together. Princess I Brad. need to get my Rick, shit together. Rick, I, Rick. I don't even really know where I am right now. I don't Anybody either. want a peanut? Rick. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Drew, go. I'm going to go Rodman, Andre the Giant, 
and Schwarzenegger. Ben, go. Uh, Rodman, The Rock, and Andre the Giant. So because because Jeff is gone, we're going to make it four because there's a tie. Four athletes to help us stop the alien invasion. We're going to go Andre the Giant, Dennis Rodman, Hussein Bolton, and Arnold Schwarzenegger. Going four. Okay with that. That that works. Those are the four. Guys, another fantastic episode. Big thanks to Jeff Jones from the Jeff Jones and Friends Make It Better podcast for joining us. We went long. We went super long. So like in previous episodes, stay tuned for part two next week where we do Last Call with Jeff. As always, follow us on the Twitter, the Instagram, the YouTube... Facebook, something like that. I don't know. Big things. Big things are going to be happening soon, and we're all very excited for it. So make sure you subscribe, like, or don't, because, you know, at the end of the day, this is our podcast, and you're just, you're just along for the ride.